got a brand new stadium, a big one, and they're going to put a big flag up there in a moment because the eagle has landed. For all your sports news and reviews, this is the Sports Desk on Sin. Welcome to your Friday edition on the Sports Desk. Um, back with Sam. Jay and Alex, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we all? all right. Excited for a very, very good show this morning. We've got so much to talk about. The world of cricket is super exciting right now. I, I want to talk about that. Um, Australia has been involved some, in some eventful T20s over the last few days. We've got A-League, Premier League, the Champions League. I mean, we've oh. got to talk about that Liverpool-Ajax game. I, I, I mean... I don't think I've seen a game like it. Oh, that was insane. We'll, we'll talk about the red cards, the goals. There's so much to talk about in that game alone. We've got NBA, NBL. Gentlemen, it's going to be a hectic morning. How, how are you doing today, Jay? Yeah, I'm going all right. I was so missed last week, but uh, I listened in. Yeah, nice to back. It was good to <laughs> get a little break, but then, you know, yeah. I'm excited to be back here. All right, shall we get straight into it with our news stories of this last few days? Yeah. So we'll start off with the story regarding um, AFL clubs and doping investigations over the last few days has come out. So four different sides have been banned. Um, when I say banned, like they're not been suspended from the competition. They've just received minor fines. They are mm. Carlton, Melbourne, the Western Bulldogs and Richmond, I believe, all with um, minor infractions. It's nothing serious. Basically, they were just withholding information to Asada about where some of their players are. Yeah. Um, and they've received fines. Just of bad housekeeping. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Um, but I wanted to quickly raise this with you guys to ask, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, um, a, a non-governmental body in ASADA um, literally asking for the information of where people are at all times of, like, I don't want to say ordinary citizens because they are minor celebrities in some way, but, like, reasonably ordinary citizens within society. Yeah, well, I guess there's a lot of pressures because, uh, you know, they're at, they're at a professional standard and this is what they agree to when they sign to be a player for a big club like this. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe it is a tiny bit over the top, but uh, surely they can be trusted and looked into in other ways. And, it's, again, it's their off-season as well. So maybe I could understand this during a season. You know, uh, but off season maybe a bit more lenient. I, I, I'm not sure, but if it's if it's what they signed up to do, then they sh they probably should provide information. I mean, I see uh, like because it is the off season. You know, these players can get up to you know, God knows what, and so I can understand why they have to keep in check and why they have to know what's going on with them because you know they could be doing you, you know. All Anything kinds really. of different substances. That's the thing. So, yeah. like, I understand why they do it, and so I can see their point. But, I mean, it is very, like, not invading... Pro it's just, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just 
they can probably lean back a little bit yeah. and trust them. They're adults. They're all... I mean, some of them are reasonably young, like 18, 19. So I guess the probably the younger ones need to be a bit more like looked at because they're a bit uh, less mature than, say, the senior players. Yeah, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, personally, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't know, like, there have been a number of times where I've woken up in a location that's not exactly like where I thought I was going to be the night before. Yeah. So it's like, if I don't know where I'm going to be at all times, how would I be able to inform somebody yeah, else where it. I'm going to be that's at all it. times? Um, which is, I don't know. It's, it's Maybe especially when they're on holiday and stuff. Yeah. You know, in the middle like, of, got no satellite signal. Or <laughs> <laughs> they need their time off, that's true. That, that's, that's the point that I think where, I mean, how many months away from uh, competition right now i mean what five six away before they are like competing again in a professional sense they've got that long since then like even if they did spend some time doing some slightly non-legal like adventures it's got tons of time for it to like wash out of their systems and and for them to be more than clean when the season comes around so personally i don't know that's my take on it what else have we got in news uh, Tommy Rogic makes his uh, na- name back into the Socceroos squad who take on Jordan next Friday morning at the great time of 3am. <laughs> <laughs> 3am, um, well, perfect tuning in time yes, for but me. I think if they um, win this game, it makes qualifying for the World Cup a lot easier. This is their first leg against... Because they do two legs, don't they, against the, for the qualifiers or not? I'll do a little bit of research and get back to you on that. Tom <laughs> Rogic is a good player, an important player to this Australian lineup. Um, He's been a pretty key part of Celtic's lineup for the last few years as well. Yep. So I, I think it'll be good to have him back in the side. Okay. All right, so we're going to get to our first track and we're going to come back with some uh, NBA and NBL... A uh, bit of preview for what's coming up this weekend. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. All right, boys and girls, get the oranges. It's half time, but don't worry, we'll be back right after the break. The end of the game, Weezer on the Sports Desk this morning, and they're going to chat some NBA and NBL big rounds ahead of either the, uh, of them. A few stand <laughs> A few stand I actually ahead watched of the an rounds. NBA they're game. They're just rounds. We're not sure what's, the what's happening, they're just ahead of the days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually watched a game last week. The Phoenix Suns and who were they playing? It was the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, there yeah. we go. My mind's working well. Um, but the two Aussies at, at Clash, what was your um, review of that game? Uh, ben Simmons playing uh, Leighton Baines. I love uh, Leighton Aaron Baines, Baines, not the Everton player. <laughs> <laughs> I love Baines. I reckon um, I saw an article today that he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. I think he's on like a five million something deal at the Suns, and he's putting up ridiculous, like really good stats, which is good for Aussie, Aussie standpoint. Um, and he's coming obviously um, across to the Suns, a new team. He's he's gelled really well with them, and the Suns are playing really well, a team that struggled last year, and um, he's really made a difference for them. So um, really excited about you know these Aussies coming in to the league. Obviously Simmons is another who's going to show great potential this season. But, um, yeah, no, this has been a fascinating NBA season so far. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks off since we've had you in, Jay. Tell us, what are the sides that are looking hot at the moment and who have been your big disappointments so far as well? Well, we've had Golden State, who, I mean, uh, to their disappointment, they lost their best 
players like Steph Curry's out with a broken hand, uh, Clay Thompson as well done ACL. Um, all these guys. That's a long recovery. Yeah. So like they're basically like, I think their starting five the other week was like five guys that no one's really heard of. They're all just young or random guys that they've chucked in. It's it's capitulated for them basically. They're not playing. Which is fair enough, you know, these new guys, like, everyone has the expectation they can keep, get back to the finals and all that, but with these long-term injuries, I don't see, I mean, it's not disappointing because you'd understand why they're in this situation because of these injuries, but they're probably uh, one team that I'm sort of like, um, I mean, most fans are sort of like, it's good because Golden State's one of those (laughs) teams that, like, you know, a super team, basically, they were back when they were winning you know in the finals and all that so it's for a neutral fan it's good for the league as well because other teams are coming up um as far as teams that surprise like i was saying the suns are one of them because they were right at the bottom last season so they're coming up they're uh five and two i think so they're doing good um my denver nuggets they're doing all right uh sitting well as well five and two as well so, yeah, there's a few teams that are sort of around that. I mean, it's early season. It's only about six or seven games in. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how much you guys have followed. Okay. But it's, uh, it's getting really exciting. It's yeah. one of the open seasons. What are some of the big games uh, this weekend that we can look forward to, some of the big-name titles? Uh, well, today we've got Boston-Charlotte and then OKC-San Antonio. Miami Suns, I reckon that'll be a good game. And then Clippers, Blazers. Are the Heat any good anymore? <laughs> They've come good this season. They have. They're, uh, they got Jimmy Butler from... Uh, I've heard that name. Okay. That's basically my knowledge of this basketball. Is, is yeah. is like, I've heard this name. I, ha- I have some friends who are like pretty big basketball fans. So if I've heard the name, then it's like, oh, okay, they must be pretty good yeah. then. Because yeah. I reckon I could like name maybe like 20 players or something. Yeah. So it's like, yep, yeah, I know Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, good player. Heard him. He must be good. He's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Heat are doing all right. Um, but yeah, um, it was interesting. I saw another article this morning. It was about Kawhi Leonard from the Clippers because um, he got rested their last game, and people were saying um, like he probably shouldn't have been. It's one of those ones where it's like he shouldn't have been rested, but they rested him as like a precaution sort of thing. And some people were saying like, he was probably fit to play, but they didn't play him. Um, who were they playing? I'm trying to remember who. They were. I think they're playing. Uh, I can't remember at the is top this of the, my head. This is the last so game. They, yeah, it was their last so game. So against the Bucks. Yes, there was against the Bucks because yeah. it was on um, uh, national television. Cause are, are the Bucks like a, a Bucks bad are, side, and no. that's why they rested him? No, yeah, this is like Giannis Antetokounmpo is the MVP at the moment, and so it's going to be. Kawhi Leonard, who's finals MVP versus the MVP of the season last season. Right. And so that's Kawhi interesting. Leonard didn't play, and everyone was, like, getting hyped because it's a national game, like, televised. Oh, yeah. So it's like a potentially top-of-the-table clash, and you've yeah. decided to drop, you know, There's Cristiano Ronaldo for the game. So he wasn't yeah. injured or anything. He well, just... he was, he's managed. They've been managing him all season because he's recovering from a knee injury. So oh, they're managing him, okay. but I think the rules in place say it was okay, but some people like would have liked to see Kawhi play against Giannis sort of thing. Just an interesting tactical move there as well. And you mentioned before we were talking about um, Asada and the drug policy here in Australia, that there have been some controversial issues regarding drugs in the NBA right now as well. Yeah, so 
uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, came out that John Collins, he's a 22-year-old from Atlanta, uh, he was found to have growth hormones in his system. Ooh. So he's been banned for 25 games. Is that um, all? I mean, Gro- an 82-game season. But, like, gro- growth hormones are like... What are they? <laughs> growth, like growth hormones are exactly what they sound like. Okay. That they are li- literally like hormones oh, like that you inject into. Similarly, yes. Okay. But like hormones that you inject into your system to make you bigger. Like it's the cheat way of getting bigger and stronger. It's um kind of like um, it's similar to steroids. It's not the same as steroids, mm. but it's similar effect to steroids. So Ooh, I'm genuinely okay. stunned that he's only got a 25 game ban. That's like proper cheating. Yeah. Are they under I'm, a different? I mean, law for Assad? Does that cover them? It's like different types of. I don't know why. Is it something that he might like potentially have needed for a medical reason or something? I'm not too sure. I haven't read the whole story, but the it's some sort of peptide, like growth hormone. I'm not sort of a drug per like expert on these. Like, but yeah, it's interesting because NBA and a few US major sporting US uh, leagues they run themselves. They don't have, like, a, a SADA mm. um, on their back. They're running their own drug programs, anti-doping programs. So if they decide they don't want to be particularly harsh, then... Mm. So the NBA is the one running the show, basically. And so, like, the World Doping Agency doesn't have a part. It's NBA's doping program. This is what they've said. 25 games is what you're going to get. That sounds no, it doesn't seem much incredibly to little to me. Uh, back on this side of the ocean, the NBL. Uh, last night's game, uh, Melbourne United beat the New Zealand Breakers by three points, 104 to 101. Tonight, uh, the Brisbane Bullets take on uh, who is it? The, the Kings. Sydney Kings. Uh, the Breakers play again on Saturday against uh, South East Melbourne. Uh, so two battling, t- yeah, battling two Melbourne teams in the same weekend. Yeah. Uh, can, uh, the Cairns Taipans, hard name to say. It, it rhymes, that's the trick. <laughs> Illawarra Hawks. Uh, Adelaide 36ers play Melbourne United on Sunday as well. So they're playing again. Sydney Kings also playing the Perth Wildcats. That's your round of NBL and NBA basketball. All right, boys and girls. Get the oranges. It's half time, but don't worry. We'll be back right after the break. Let's go to the cricket right now. Very excited about this. So Australia's been playing Pakistan lately, and we finished our T20 series against Sri Lanka that I mentioned last week, in which we, to be honest, like probably would have got a better contest from the local Ormond under-13s Friday night team. Um, <laughs> that was the level of competition we got from Sri Lanka. There have been a lot of jokes lately about we're going to see some new teams in the T20 World Cup this year, thanks to some interesting qualifiers. We're going to see, um, I believe it's the likes of Papua New Guinea. Uh, we'll be playing in the tournament next year, so that'll be exciting. And um, I reckon Papua New Guinea could give Sri Lanka a run for the money with the way they're playing. However, we started playing Pakistan now. There have been some better games. Um, Pakistan do have... World number one batsman in T20s right now, Baba Azam. This guy is a talent. He hit an unbeaten 50 in the first game and then got run out on 50 in the second game. And he's a really good player. Um, so if you're not doing anything tonight, tune in to the final T20 uh, as we take on Pakistan. We're 1-0 up in the series. First one got rained out. So this one will be the decider in the end. We've got some quality talent as well in our lineup. Um, it's been pretty good 
from the batsman so far. Steve Smith hit an unbeaten 80. Looked incredible in his knocks. Some crazy shots, Jay. Did you see much of that second T20? Yeah, I caught a bit of it. And yeah, I, I was... I mean, Steve Smith. I mean, we love Steve Smith on the sports desk. And uh, <laughs> no, he was outstanding. I mean, you don't see him often in 2020. So it was good to see him do what he did that night. Yeah, he's got an incredible record in tests. A good without being amazing record in ODIs, but he hasn't really had the same success in T20s. Um, and to see him really go nuts the other night was really impressive. Um, I, I would... I don't want to, like, jinx us and, and, like, give us bad hoodoo or anything, but I wouldn't mind seeing us lose in this game tonight. Not because I hate Australia and I'm unpatriotic or anything, but just because this Pakistan side's really good. I'd like to really see them flex what they've got ahead of the World Cup that's going to mm. be here next year. Um, they've got some really good talent. They've got spinner Shadab Khan, who's really dangerous. He's one of the top-rated spinners in World T20 cricket right now. Um, like to see him really get the ball moving, take some wickets. I reckon that'd be really good for cricket to see one of the subcontinent teams come across and be really damaging in Australia. Yeah, I agree. It's um, yeah, no, it's exciting to see these teams as well coming across to Australia. Um, as you were saying, Pakistan. It, They've still got a pretty good team. I mean, there was a seven-wicket win, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know... That slightly flooded the game, though. Yeah. It doesn't show the full... Potential, yeah. definitely. And I think, yeah, tonight it would be interesting to see what they produce, as you said, it's the cider, um, what Pakistan have got. I mean, yeah, if we lose, I mean, it's a good... Let's rather, you'd rather lose before the World Cup. Get yeah. an understanding of what needs to be tweaked and what needs to be fixed up before... So, yeah, it's a good good preview. Definitely. Shall we move on to the Champions League now? Yes. What a massive week that we've seen in the Champions League. <laughs> That's a graphic and a half. I love um, it. So, going through Wednesday's game, Barcelona drawed with Slavia Prague. Um, Dortmund 3-2, a comeback against Inter Milan. That was crazy stuff. Uh, Zenit uh, went down 2-0 to Lesbig. Uh, Leipzig. Do you want me to take over again? <laughs> I, I'll try, I'll try. You try, yeah. Uh, Lyon 3 1, uh, Benfica. Uh, Napoli drew 1 1 with Salzburg. Chelsea 4 4 with Ajax. Insane game. That one of the most so craziest cool. Champions Mental. League matches I've ever seen. For them to come, it was, I think, 4 1 just after half time. And then two cards that went, two players were red carded. A penalty was shot. And then. And Chelsea almost went over line in the end, but VAR disallowed Yeah, goal. they actually went 5-4 up at one point before Aspilicueta's goal was ruled out. Um, yeah, so I was, I was late for uni that game because I couldn't, I couldn't get up from the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we had Liverpool 2-1 up uh, against Genk. Um, also, almost a scare for Liverpool then. And uh, Valencia 4-1 up to, that's the abbreviation, L-O-S-C, which is... Uh, Los Lille. Los Lille. Lille, the French side. Um, they're, they're a fairly decent side, but, I mean, punching in the Champions League, you know, it's going to be difficult. Some of the highlights from this Wednesday's round of games, I mean, well, let's start with the Chelsea-Ajax game. Incredible. So what did we think of the red cards to start with? I thought the first one was pretty clear. Yeah. Second yeah. yellow, there wasn't really any debate about it. Mm -hmm. Now, the second one was really curious mm. because in that moment of madness of trying to work out what was going on, I initially wasn't sure whether or not it was for the actual handball itself or for dissent. 
um, and protest against the penalty that was given and the red card to Daily Blind, the first one. Um, and so I was very confused. I don't know about you guys. And it wasn't until actually like reading over people's documentation of what happened afterwards that I realized the penalty was given. Um, there was no yellow card for the handball and the second yellow card was for dissent. Um, did you guys find the same level of madness in that moment or was it just me trying to work out what was going on? No, no. It was, <laughs> every breath you took, something happened. Yeah. Just all went so fast. Um, and then even... even there was that penalty goal that was pretty good as well. Jorginho, second from the spot, mm. put them 4-3. Mm. They scored two minutes after that as well. Um, so it was it was madness. They went from 4-1 down in the 62nd minute to suddenly in the 74th minute. Uh, it's 4 yeah. all. And, so, and, forgetting, and they're playing with nine men. And forgetting the first goal was an own goal as yeah, well. Yeah. That was... <laughs> Ajax's goals were complete madness to yeah. begin with. Yeah. I mean, a bunch of deflected free kicks and one going in off the goalkeeper's face. Poor Kepper, he didn't have his best day. Um, but but both sides on form. It'll be interesting to see if the, the are they the top two of the table at the minute. Yeah, in that group they are at the moment. They so, sit. Um, so just I don't know here just before. Both teams are going to bring some danger to the next couple of rounds. Yeah, they, are. If they, um, they sit first and second. Valencia's big win over Lille puts them in third in that group. So they're all on seven points, and it's just goal difference separating them at the moment. Wow. It's going to be a fascinating group, uh, that Thursday's one. game, uh, Bayern uh, bet Olympicos 2-0. Um, Lokomotiv uh, Mos- Moscow uh, went down 1-2 to Juventus. Oh, some crazy goals in that game, They too. left it late. 92nd yeah. minute winner from Douglas Costa really just got them mm. over the line there. Savenza uh, Zivadia went down 4-0 to Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham... Smashing them. D- Dynamo Zagreb uh, draw 3-3 with Shakhtar Donetsk. Donetsk. Uh, Donetsk. Oh, I'm always doing very well. Uh, PSG, um, bet Club Bruges, 1-0. Uh, Real Madrid, 6-0 against Galastray. Uh, Galtasaray. Yeah, no, yes. second one, second one. Uh, <laughs> and then I was on edge with the Atlanta Man City 1-1 draw. <sighs> To have Kyle Walker end oh, up in goalkeep no. position for the last 10 minutes because um, Edison went off half-time with an injury, which I'd, I was holding back all because they didn't say anything to the end of the game that he was injured. There was no reason why he was taken off. And then for Bravo to be red-carded when he came out for that slide. I mean, very silly from him. Is, is, the, is Bravo, do you think, as a Manchester City fan as well, you'll be a little bit biased, but I'm curious, is he one of the biggest changes you've seen when a player has switched clubs. At Barcelona, he was a superstar. Mm. He was a Champions League winner, La Liga winner, like incredible st- shot stopper, one of the best in the world. Like I, I, I think undeniably so. And without company- playing, I say you lose form. But when you're when you're come from a full-time keeper in a lot of games, was he a full... No, yeah, so he started at Barcelona for right. a while. I don't know if you remember... The first season he was at Manchester City where he, he had that complete horror show of a season where he was letting in goals left, right and centre. Mm. He was the reason they went out and bought Edison last year. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been one of the strangest transfers I've ever seen. And even now, when he does manage to get in the team, he does things like this, which was a shocking yeah. challenge, was only ever going to be a red card. I, I, I think that's the sad thing for keepers. If you don't start and you don't play very often at all, I don't think it does you very well, and that, that could be said for you know what happened to Joe Hart when he 
they, that went downhill. Different, and it's always, always terrifying when you take a keeper off mid-game and switch it. I think that's one of the scariest changes you can make during a game. Um, also, the the rest of the games for that um, Leverkusen, 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 uh, bet Atletico Madrid two one. So, whoa, what a week, Champions League. Um, we've got some A League and Premier League to come. All right, boys and girls. Get the oranges. It's half time, but don't worry, we'll be back right after the break. Broods Peach on your Friday morning on the sports desk. It's time to talk some Premier League. Okay, so preview the, a few of the games this coming weekend. Norwich City play Watford, um, 7am. Another Friday, Friday night fixture for them. Uh, Chelsea play Crystal Palace at 11.30. Fascinating. Early. This would be really interesting. Yep. This Crystal Palace side's been pretty good this season. Mm. Mm. I rate them. Yep. And then Chelsea, I mean, we know what they can do. Mm. Hot hot and colds is probably one way. They've been hot lately. Um, the energy in that youth. Tammy Abraham is a superstar, this kid. I think sometimes that's all it needs for... It's a, that transfer ban has actually helped them develop yeah. some depth because I don't think a lot of teams really focus on that. They just keep importing players and putting money into it. But I think you need that balance where you are developing your own players. Well, they're really interesting, um, Chelsea, because they've always had the, the system where they will get all this young talent in and then loan them out to foreign countries. And it's never really worked for them. It's turned the players into good players. Mm. Well, you see the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. who's now one of the best players in the world, and he was a product of that academy. Um, but it's never really worked for them. And now to see the likes of Abraham, Mason Mount's been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Tamori's become a bedrock in that defense now. They're pretty hard to beat, and they're probably the third or fourth best side in the competition right now. Mm. And uh, I saw in the news that the um, because of that transfer ban, they're looking to get because they've saved money <laughs> by not going out anyone for this season. They're getting try looking at some big names for next season too, so they could be pretty scary next season. Uh, Burnley play uh, West Ham, uh, uh, Sunday morning two a.m. Newcastle Bournemouth two a.m. Southampton play Everton two a.m. Uh, interesting comeback Southampton game. I was <laughs> a bit on edge when they were 1-0 up, uh, especially thinking about the week before. I so was like, this is not good. You missed our show last week, Jay, but Sam and I just spent the time there trying to guess how many goals we thought that Manchester City would put past Southampton. Oh, no. <laughs> after, after the 9-0 and then, you know, playing Manchester City, we thought it'd be a mess. Then they were really good, Southampton. Yeah. Very strong defensively. Mm. I was quite impressed. Great to them. And luckily, uh, the Kyle Walker coming on and saving the day. Oh, he's done that two weeks in a row now. <laughs> oh, two games. Um, Tottenham play Sheffield United Sunday 2am. Leicester City play Arsenal 4.30am, which is probably might be the last game for your manager as it is. So the, this is two fascinating games here, Tottenham, Sheffield, and then Leicester, Arsenal. Um, the two London sides, North London... Uh, this could be really interesting in where both of them are headed. You know, there's been all the rumours about Pochettino and the future of Spurs. I mean, once again, you and I were doing our tipping last week mm. and we said the only possible result for the Spurs-Everton game was a draw because neither of these sides were good enough to win it. That's exactly what happened and it's just putting more pressure yeah. on both of them to find a result. Um, especially, there's going to be no Hoingman Son for Spurs this week given his... Uh, so, interesting challenge. The challenge itself wasn't that bad, but it resulted in poor Angel Gomez's um, broken ankle, uh, mm, yeah. which, uh, it, God, I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was mangled 
to put it lightly. That's terrible. In just all, all kinds of different places. I was impressed with my, because I've never gone out and tipped Premier League, but I was impressed with some of the tips I got last week. We did pretty well. Um, Sheffield United got the win as well. They, mm. they look like a very decent mm. side, 3-0. They're doing really well at the moment. They sit well above Spurs on the table. So I think this is, goes back to the point that we we're talking about player development stuff before. That whole season where they're you know going trying to bring up the division. This mm. is a long time these squads are playing with each other and really getting to know each other. So I think some teams in the Prem are caught off guard when teams pop up and they're like, "Whoa, they, these guys have come out of nowhere." Absolutely. And then Leicester Arsenal. I mean, what kind of a game is that going to be? We've yeah. got this Leicester side, which are. I mean, they're hot. They're so hot, it's ridiculous. It reminds me of their title-winning campaign. The only difference is that that year we didn't have Man City and Liverpool. Their form's actually very similar to then. Um, they'll probably end on the same amount of points. It's just that season we didn't have two unbeatable sides, and this season we have, I, I genuinely think, two of the best sides in the history of the Premier League mm. playing right now. Um, they're amazing, and this Arsenal side, as you said, have been so poor recently. Three draws on the trot. Looks like Unai Emery's just about done. Mm. Um, I'm sad for my boys. I'm worried. Travelling away to Leicester in the past three, four years ago, five years ago, and to think you would have thought that was a given. You but forget now. the squad, Aubameyang, and all these players that yep. you just think would be top, topping. The... But I tell you right now, I'd take Jamie Vardy over Aubameyang any day. Really? That man is having a party. He is an absolute <laughs> superstar, <laughs> Jamie Vardy. Vardy party, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wolves play Aston Villa Monday, 1am. Man United play Brighton. 1am Monday, and... The big preview. Whew. Oh, we got to talk about Worst this Worst time, depth. but I think I'm going to have to be up for it. Um, there's no way I'm missing it. It's Monday, 3.30am. It's Liverpool playing Man City. Oh, this this clash, one of the biggest of the season. So let's talk. Let's Edison, talk teams. not likely. 50-50. Yes. This is not good. <laughs> if you're Manchester City, in this case, you're Pep, do you gamble on Edison? Given, first of all, how badly Claudio Bravo has been playing lately, and then secondly, the fact that you want to use Kyle Walker at right back and not, not in goals. It depend, depends how what, what he comes up. If his fitness is all right. If, he, he's, if he's 50-50. Uh, We're getting you, a shake of the head from Jay <laughs> here. I think no. Don't do it. It is the radio, remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, I wouldn't if I was him, but... Convenient there, I want to like say yes person. just because that challenge from Bravo. It's, it's lucky the uh, the red cards and stuff don't count for other things because we'd be really in a pickle then. Um, but oh, if if he's all right, but it's 50. So, okay, then the question is, if he's not fit, you've got four goalkeepers on your roster. I know. How many so, of them have got games yet? Do you remember, at the, I don't know if you guys saw it, at the start of the season, Manchester City signed this... Weird-ass, second-division, 36-year-old English goalkeeper on loan. And it was their first deal of the summer. And everyone went, what? Like, <laughs> you're Manchester City. You're throwing millions of pounds at players. And they signed some 36-year-old goalkeeper who's never played in the Premier League on loan. Very bizarre. And it turns out he might be playing this week. Mm. His name's Scott Carson. I don't know if you guys have ever no. heard of him before. It was the strangest signing ever in the transfer window. You never know. He could be a superstar Wayne. And now he could be starting <laughs> against <laughs> Liverpool. Oh, dear. I'm a bit scared now. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the big w- <laughs> weekend ahead of Prem. I want a tip before we go. You're Manchester City, so I'm assuming you're going to be playing safe. I'm going to say draw. I want, I want to win, but I'm going to say draw. Away from home. That is the challenge. Yeah. What about you, Jay? I'll go Liverpool. Do you want to score as well? 
Yeah, give us a score as well. Comfortably or? 2-1. 2-1? They've been resting players, Liverpool. That worries me. They're going to be fresh. We haven't seen Liverpool fresh in ages. December fixture they're going to have. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. But they rested players on the weekend um, in advance of the uh, Champions League and then this. So I'm going to be very curious to see. Who did they play last, last weekend again? Um, I can't remember who they played last weekend. I remember they won in the last oh, second. Oh, was it Aston Villa? Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Ah, yes. Um, and then they rested players in the Champions League again. Um, so, you know, like Oxide Chamberlain's was banging in the goals for them. But, you know, full string side, Genie back in the side. It's going to be dangerous. It's going to okay. be dangerous. Time for some A-League. Okay, first up tonight, Melbourne City play Central Coast Mariners uh, 7.30 at Amy Park. It's our 10-year anniversary game. Uh, Mariners will be flying after pulling off the shock win of the season so far with a 2-1 two, uh, win um, over Perth Glory last Sunday. And Melbourne City on form after a 3-2 win over Wellington Phoenix. And top of the table now as well. Yes, very exciting. <laughs> Lucky you guys. <laughs> We'll get to um, that <laughs> uh, Ins for Melbourne City. Harrison Delbridge returns from suspension. Javier Cabrera returns from injury. Um, and the two ins for um, Central Coast are Adrian Majok and Jacob Melling. Jacob Melling, an experienced A-League player. Spent a lot of time at uh, Western Sydney. So he'll be a valuable addition. Uh, well, it should be an interesting game. Um, men t- uh, sorry, man. Melbourne City did all right. It was nice to see some other s- scorers. I think that was very Whose helpful. Name's Jamie McLaren. Yes. No, I, th- I think that was important because other players are going to learn to score too when he's not there. So I'm kind of glad that this has happened early so we can feel more, a lot more confident with some other players. How nice was Galloway's hit? Oh, yes. Oh, impressive. Yes. Gorgeous. It was great. Um, great atmosphere in the game. I went um, and they did a kick-to-kick for the first time on Amy Park, so... Walked on even in pouring rain. <laughs> and I didn't have a ball, so I just ran up and did challenges with <laughs> other people. Just me. Ra- and the, f- the, the turf was wet. I almost slipped on my ass a few times. <laughs> that was a highlight. Um, Newcastle Jets play Perth Glory Saturday 5pm at McDonald Jones Stadium. Jets were beaten 4-1 by Sydney FC last time out following a home defeat to Adelaide United and a first-up stalemate with rival Central Coast. So no winning points as of yet for um, for them, and Perth have scrummed it uh, to a two, rare 2-1 defeat at home to the Mariners last Sunday. We'll be looking to bounce back. Who are the ins for this game? Uh, Newcastle, Jack Simmons and Mackie Petratos. Um, and for Perth Glory, James Meredith, Chris Harold, Thomas Love, Marcella returns from injury, and out, so Summer Malik is out with a hamstring. Malik's a big loss, but some good names back in there, uh, some good players. You'd expect Perth to bounce back here, surely. Um, the likes of Fauna Rolly, Conomedes, they've got this covered. Yep. Yeah. Uh, United, Western United play Western Sydney Wanderers Saturday 7.30 GMHBA Stadium. Both clubs have enjoyed a strong start to the campaign, especially the Wanderers who are in a share of top spot after only dropping their first points this season last week in the, in the stalemate, stalemate against Brisbane Raw. Disappointing. <laughs> um, 
was really hoping. I was watching that game thinking it would be really interesting and it ended up a nil-nil draw. That's not, not yeah, fun. Yeah, they, they didn't quite fire the Wanderers mm. given how well they've been playing yeah. previously. I feel like Brisbane should have won that game, if I'm being honest. On, on the did, form of the, the second day. Half, yeah. of the day, On the form yes. of the day, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Uh, Western United should also be buzzing after their remarkable win over Melbourne victory coming from two goals down <laughs> for a stunning 3-2 win. Alex is not very impressed, as Why I said last week. Why do we have to talk week. about this? I, I, I joked mm. last week when we were previewing it. Imagine if it happened, and it, it did. It would, as a neutral City fan going to the game, to go to... and <laughs> the goals, two up in eight minutes. They, they oh were, the goals were like 60 seconds apart. Yeah. You're the first two. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then it all fell over. And then... <laughs> yeah, well, Melbourne victory <laughs> happens. <laughs> This side is uh, so good. We'll get to them in a second. And anyway, it, Western United look great. That's the upside. Yeah. I'm glad to see this new side play really well. Mm-hmm. They look like they'll play finals. Yeah. Uh, the next game in that Melbourne victory play Wellington Phoenix Sunday 4pm. Amy Park, who are, I dare say, uh, Wellington Phoenix playing their... Is it more of a home game for them? They were there last weekend, <laughs> which makes that interesting for the fixture. Victory have managed just one win from four games and will be stinging after throwing away a two-goal lead. In comparison Phoenix, to Phoenix, <laughs> who are been, pointless. Um, unable to turn a positive performance into wins or points, losing all four games so far. God, if we can't beat them, we may as well give up now. Oh. You know this is the Wellington's worst ever, equal worst ever start. Wellington suck. Like, have you watched them? They're really it's, bad. This is getting real bad. They're like, equal worst start for losses oh, this on is the sh- We have to be getting the points here. Do, do we, tell me, do we have any names back? I'm hoping for either Naboo or Cruz. Matthew Sutton is in, the goalkeeper. Damn it, no Naboo and Cruz. <laughs> no. Uh, Wellington Phoenix have Lean McGing, um, Cameron Devlin, Libatoro Kakade returning from suspension, Cullen Ka- Elliott, and uh, Louis Fenton is injured. So he's out. Oh, I, apologies, I forgot to do the ins and outs for the previous game, Western United, Western Sydney Wanderers. In for Western United, Asposolos Stampilopoulos. You're, you're, you're much better with names than you are with uh, teams. This You've nailed that. I reckon that's perfect. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah I I, just scary. Let's good. And the, the double-edit, Jonathan, Jonathan Aspratomatopolo. <laughs> there there okay, you go. Yeah, that one's a write-off. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't blame you on that one. That, one's, that was practically impossible. <laughs> uh, for Western uh, Sydney Wanderers, Bruce Kamal returns from injury. Matthew Corder. Uh, and Tarek Elrich is back. Uh, Matthew German is out with a groin injury. And for the last game of the round, Ad- Adelaide United play Brisbane Raw Sunday 6pm. The Reds won on their last outing, beating the Jets 2-1. And Fowler's uh, Raw drew 0-0 with the Wanderers last weekend. Yeah, not exactly a top-of-the-table clash there at no. the bottom. Um, eighth versus ninth, probably Adelaide, but who knows? They both suck. That's uh, my conclusion. Adelaide <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> have been all right, <laughs> but they've had a week off. Uh, ins for Adelaide United, Pacifica, Nyon Bari, uh, Cooper Nunn, uh, Noah Smith and Jai King. Out to Lockie Brook and Lewis Durago. And in for Brisbane Raw, George Mells, Aaron Ra- Riardin, Conor O'Toole, uh, Ramat Akbar. And Sydney FC have the bye, so that is the A-League. Sydney FC will probably find a way to still get three points, even though they have the bye. <laughs> you were waiting to say that, weren't you? <laughs> so there you go. There's the A-League and pretty much the preview for the Sports Desk this Friday. I hope you've enjoyed the show. 
to wrap up this week, I just want to very quickly remind Jay of something you and I talked about yes. last week, Sam. Um, this fantastic piece of sports memorabilia that I have that I showed to you last week, Sam. So for those that weren't listening last week, uh, Jay's now wondering why I'm unbuttoning my coat. Yeah, this is a bit of oh, yes. <laughs> to get real interesting. This is a replay from so last weekend. Oh. My, my piece of sports memorabilia that I brought in last week is a tattoo shit? that I got oh. when I lost a bet in regards to the AFL Grand Final this, this year. Um, in regards to GWS. So I'm going to show you my tattoo of the big, big sound, which is on my back. Big, big sound? <laughs> oh, my God. What we, have you done? We've got to put this photo up on the uh, social media. Yeah, it's definitely got to get it. On that's, that's... Oh, that's, a, that's a separate tattoo oh, from a different okay, bet. I was say, like... that's, that's a separate tattoo from a different bet another I story, lost. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> another story for another day. Well, I hope you have all good sporting weekend, big week ahead, and to leave us, because it is the 10-year anniversary of Melbourne City, we're going to leave you with the Turtles happy together. <laughs> oh, Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to the Sports Desk on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, 9 till 10, and make sure to check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast from.